This is the Faith, Family, and Fundamentals with Fran podcast. Hey, family. Welcome to Faith, Family, and Fundamentals with Fran. I pray you are well as the temperatures fall into fall. Hands down, fall is my favorite time of the year as I reminisce about what many of us call the good old days. I can still see my grandmother, Leotha, in her kitchen cooking with pots that seemed to be taller than me. She was an awesome cook and her love was never spoken, just shown. A short brown sugar that was tough but extremely loving. I can remember my papa's house and the porch that chickens loved running out from under. Papa did not like to have girls climbing his bull grape trees. As he said, if a girl climbed the tree, it would surely die. Of course, I was a tomboy and only climbed that tree when Papa was not at home. Historically, we were born and raised on a small island, Hilton Head Island to be exact, less than five miles wide and only 12 miles long. When I was a little girl, the island seemed so much larger. Everyone in my community knew one another. Children were corrected by adults without fear of having to be opposed by or defending themselves against the parents. There was a great deal of love and respect, and we, as children, were taught to respect our elders, all elders. People worked hard and took great pride in raising their children or grandchildren appropriately. At times, the two were raised together. But the older folks took advantage of every opportunity to pour into the younger and especially the youth. You see, when the Bible said, train a child up so that when he is old, he would not depart from that which was learned. Earlier generations took that teaching to heart and really lived out the meaning. So I am not new to teaching. I am true to it. I am passionate about young people learning the established curriculum, but I also embrace the importance of each being well-informed and well-learned about their rich history, as it is that thing that makes students so well-rounded. Yes, as teachers, we pour in and definitely try to overload students with knowledge. But knowledge alone is not enough. The word of God in Proverbs 4th chapter and the 7th verse has reminded us that wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom and with all thy getting, get understanding. Someone is still saying, what is the difference between knowledge and wisdom? Now Google defines wisdom as the quality of having experience, knowledge, and good judgment. Whereas knowledge is defined as facts, information, and skills that one acquires through experience or education. So just as God's word has advised, you can get knowledge, but wisdom goes so much deeper than knowledge. And you must have the understanding to discern that wisdom is the principal thing. Knowledge without wisdom and understanding is the same as having all the ingredients of a five-course meal, 
but having no stove and no understanding of how to prepare the meal. Let's just say you can't cook or you lack the understanding of how to put the food together and have no wisdom to figure it all out. Of course, that means we have a whole lot of fools as so many have acquired various levels of education and fancy titles, but lack wisdom. That discernment that lends itself to deeper understandings about how it all fits together. How to adequately, most effectively, efficiently use all that knowledge. The same takes thought and deliberation. Perhaps some quiet time to allow God to speak to you and impart what to do and how to most appropriately accomplish your desired end. The books of Proverbs and Ecclesiastes are sometimes called the wisdom literature. The sages of the ancient Near East realized the superiority of wisdom over knowledge. For wisdom encompasses knowledge and includes understanding and moral conduct. I call wisdom and understanding the inseparable twins. As the two are codependent, there is no wisdom in the absence of understanding And understanding requires wisdom in order to take place. I believe I grew up a bit privileged, but I can remember my grandparents' first home had an outhouse. For those of you who may be wondering, that was a small wooden building that was built outside but close to the home. Inside there were two holes, maybe even more, filled with pine saw or Lysol water that we would sit over to relieve ourselves, you know, go to the restroom. Of course, there was no indoor toilet, so the outhouse was their toilet room or toilet building. Believe me, as common as that outhouse was, it took knowledge, then wisdom and understanding to put it all together. I can remember the large field behind my grandparents' home where my grandmother picked beans, peas, potatoes, corn, okra, and greens, among other fresh vegetables. I also remember my grandfather, Bubba, splitting a watermelon open right there in the field. I can still taste the freshness of that sweet, juicy, perfect fruit or vegetable on a sunny day. My history is a rich one. After studying and learning about my family's roots, I learned that my people were brought from Sierra Leone, the west coast of Africa, as they were forced into slavery by Europeans, then sold from Charleston and Savannah ports, among other areas. Of course, Europeans did not want Africans and later African Americans to learn to read because many understood an education along with wisdom of who you are and where you came from, is empowerment that causes clarity and understanding of how strong, how awesome, intelligent, and blessed you really are. You see, people who are aware of their true origin, those who really understand as the Word of God has advised and even implored us, with all your getting, get understanding so that you fully recognize your worth 
who you are, why so many would want to mislead and deceive you by simply telling and informing you of the negative stereotypes so that some of us in ignorance due to our lack of knowledge and understanding, hence ignorance, and you must know ignorance begets ignorance. If someone who you have made to believe is more wise or of greater intellect than you tells you who you are and you have no clue, no understanding of anything other than what you have been told, you tend to blindly accept their idea or voice and begin to live down to their ideas of or standards for you, even when their view of you is totally erroneous. There is so much to be gained from just knowing your own history, the good, the bad, and the ugly. No, African Americans did not arrive on a cruise ship, but a bruised ship with those on board who had been brutalized, raped, pillaged, and plundered. No, my people were not ignorant. In fact, quite the opposite. They must have been intelligent and mentally strong to endure being stripped away from all that was so familiar and thrust into the throes of hate, abuse, and degradation. Yet enough survived, even if only barely, so that so many of you and I am here to learn about the hardness and heroism of our past. I still remember from childhood, children played outside and drank water from the pump in the yard. And as things became more modernized, we drank water from the water hose. If you did, and it was hot, you knew to run the water for a few seconds to bypass the hot water and then drink when the water ran cool. We played jacks, jumped rope, hopscotch, kickball, racing barefoot on dirt and at times rocky roads. So a busted big toe was not a huge deal. We grew up on the beach, so dipping open wounds, cuts and bruises into the salt water was therapeutic. Once we got past the initial stinging, wounds would begin the healing process quickly because of the salt water. Dirt roads, plum trees, picking blackberries, or sneaking persimmons off of Miss Missy's tree were all so much fun. I can remember mama making blackberry dumpling after we picked so many. I love my history and it stirs up such great nostalgia. My dad took us to the beach when he would go crabbing and we would run around in and out of the water, sometimes cutting our foot on shelves. But the salt water was right there to begin the healing process. Seven girls and four boys in my family. So we were accustomed to a pretty exciting crowd. Sorry, I don't mean to bore you, but history is so very important as it teaches you from whence you came. The writer philosopher George Santayana is credited with the phrase, those who cannot remember the past are condemned to repeat it. Now, some of my history was so beautiful, so telling, that I would not mind repeating it. But history is designed to reach 
to teach and propel to better places and greater understandings. So why are there so many in these United States today at this very moment working and preparing literature to suppress, even stop teaching the true history of our country? We know that there are parts that are unattractive, unhappy, and unflattering, but the truth, the whole truth will make you free. It will also make us well aware of the struggles, the battles and movements that ensued to bring us to our present. There is no value like the value that is uncovered when people fully understand from whence they came. There is even a renewed sense of pride when we can honestly say, I know who I am and the struggles, blood, sweat, and tears that so many shed to shape and mold me into the me that I am becoming. There is something refreshing and even awkwardly attractive about people, especially young people who have learned, embraced, and accepted all of who they are. But it is our job to expose and teach our youth. After all, the system of education is limited at best. As so many are deliberately putting up barriers and writing legislation to end the teaching of so much of our African American history. Just recognize it may not have all been beautiful peaches and cream, and someone even said within the context of Langston Hughes' famous poem, Mother to Son, life for me ain't been no crystal stair, but I know that God brought me and he taught me who I am and whose I am. Now, while I am certified in multiple middle school disciplines, Georgia Studies is my specific content this year. And I'm watching and listening as state after state works hard to remove pieces and at times even chunks of our history. Make no mistake, they are trying to control how much we are able to teach young people. When I feel so strongly that we do not teach our youth enough as it is, I have to talk about it because I fully understand that if you can control one's knowledge base, the truth of who you are and from where and whom you came. Others can control one's thinking. I do not want my young people walking around with half and quarter truths, making decisions based upon myths and misguided foundations. If I have no clue how rich and beautiful my history really is, I am doomed to walk, live, and maneuver in error, quite possibly existing beneath my privilege. I strongly oppose building our youth in the lives of others while blatant truths are watered down or negated altogether. In the spirit of wisdom and understanding, I ask God to reveal all the history that needs to be revealed. And I know that God is well able. If you have not noticed, please, please pay close attention to the box that Georgia's governor, along with so many other governors, are placing around the teaching of history. 
with all of the challenging issues facing political leaders today. I am baffled that they have time and are focusing so much attention on education and what or how we teach our youth. Of course, I want more focused attention on teaching and learning, but it appears some are working hard to control the impartation of knowledge, perhaps to control our thinking. Now, allow me to be clear. I do not want any children feeling guilty about their history, but I also do not want history to become a taboo subject as it is a content that shines a light on the hows, the whys, and it gives us a clear glimpse into working toward making things better in our country, in our state, communities, and schools. History also teaches us how things went so wrong and how we can move to make differences to improve all of our lives today. Now, to be honest, History is the study of past events, particularly in human affairs and human interaction. For as long as I can remember, history has been a part of my education. So it is disheartening when people want to either rewrite it the way they want it to be told, understood, or they want to eliminate, hide, and cancel the truth altogether. You must know that I consulted with the word of God in Isaiah 46th chapter and the ninth verse, which reads, Remember the former things of old, for I am God and there is none else. I am God and there is none like me, declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times, the things that are not yet done, saying, My counsel shall stand and I will do all my pleasure. Please know that the former things refers to our history and we have been compelled to remember the former things. However, if someone or some people are trying to erase or hide history, some will never learn the history and no one can remember that which they never learned. In Isaiah 41st chapter and the 10th verse, God said, Fear thou not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with the right hand of my righteousness. In other words, through all that God has done and allowed, he has urged us to have no fear. Because he is with us. He is our God. He will strengthen and uphold us and help us. Need I remind you that the United States Supreme Court banned school-sponsored prayer in public schools in a 1962 decision saying that it violated the First Amendment. But students are allowed to meet and pray on school grounds as long as they do so privately. And don't try to force others to do the same. So today, people are very publicly struggling. Schools are very publicly experiencing death and devastation at the hands of those who publicly wreak havoc on our educational institutions. Yet those still praying in schools, the place where our children are to safely assemble and learn must do so in private 
according to the Supreme Court. I guess no one told the members of the Supreme Court, along with those fighting to silence prayer in schools, that God's word has promised for those deeds done in secret. He would reward us openly. So I urge those who pray silently in school, out of school, hey, you can expect God to move in your favor and on your behalf because he promised to reward you, to reward us openly. Within the same vein, someone wants us to continue pledging allegiance to a flag and a country that still to this day shows no allegiance to our struggle, our history, the whole truth, and most importantly, the God that we serve, the same who continues to bless and keep our land well. Now, I would be remiss if I did not share God's word even in this area. You see, we have been warned in the word of God that people would turn away from God and come up with their own ideas, yet we need him now more than we ever needed him before. His word explained that so many would not be able to endure sound doctrine, referring to the truth of God. He urged us to write his word on the tables of our hearts because the time would come when Bibles might not be as accessible as they are today. So why would we be surprised about the worries of some to remove certain historical understandings from schools? the place that we're supposed to get knowledge. I told you that ignorance begets ignorance, but knowledge begets knowledge, begets understanding and wisdom if used properly. According to 2 Timothy, the fourth chapter and the third verse, for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lusts shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears and they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables. In other words, people do not want the truth. As the word has said, they turn their ears from the truth and would rather accept fables. Now, when I looked up the term fables, I learned that fables are a short story, typically with animals as characters conveying a moral. So we are living in a stolen country that was built on the backs of a stolen people historically and certain segments of our society would rather have us believe tales and laughable scenes in these United States only portrayed as cartoon characters even animals while we face real life troubles trials and turmoil. I do not like giving messages of doom and destruction, but I will tell you a bit more to convey some hidden history. While some 500 freedmen of Haitian descent came and fought alongside the colonists of this land in October of 1779, the 13 colonies, now the United States, as they fought against Great Britain in pursuit of their freedom during the siege of Savannah. Certainly this history takes center stage when we watch the descendants of such brave Haitians being turned away from the borders and asylum of the same country, these United States, 
where their ancestors stood, assisted, and bravely fought for the freedoms of those in this country, these United States, who would not even consider allowing the poor, desolate asylum seekers to settle in pursuit of life, liberty, and happiness. Our history and the history of this country's forerunners raped, pillaged, and plundered everywhere they went, simply taking, we call it stealing, their way in and through the goods, products, and riches, often claiming all valuables as their own. It did not matter where they went. They took what they wanted. According to one writer by the name of Yates, somehow amid the merciless massacres endured by both Native Americans, those are the American Indians, and later Africans, now African Americans, those were elements that gave birth to the rudiments of civilization. I just want to impress upon you this day that you might very well be the only historian, the single voice, or the main griot to speak unto your children, our youth. So please, please utilize your wisdom and understanding to enlighten our next generation and generations to come. Always remember that when a person or people are missing information or ignorant about their own history, There remains a void, a hole, or a missing chunk, which renders one incomplete. By sharing the details and facilitating the impartation of knowledge, coupled with wisdom and understanding, we compel our youth to become well-informed, well-rounded, critically thinking members of society. Keep watching, enlightening, and praying. I pray that each of you will continue studying our history and God's word to promote true wisdom and fullness of understanding. God's word in 2 Timothy 2 and 15, study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman that need not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. I want you to be able to tell the truth of your history, our history, and the history of generations to come. Because every day we live, we are indeed making history. God bless each of you. Study to ensure you understand God's plan in all your roots. Be sure to read and intercede for discernment of all his truths. You are who you are because of a sum total of many connected events. Your life is all that it is today. Learn wisdom from historical evidence. God saw fit to bless this earth with the spiritual being that's you. So never forget the former things that are sure to see us through. No legislation nor cartoon creation can keep us from our truth. We know who we are and from whence we came. T'was taught us from our youth. Our life was filled with many rough patches. Some we'd rather shh, not dwell. But when it comes to making our youth well-rounded, no secrets, all to tell. 
In the midst of so many struggles, blood, sweat, and tears were shed. But our history is rich and full of life. Like an exciting book, it must be read. We know that death, destruction, abuse, and degradation were all there. But in an effort to not repeat the past, all history must be shared. After all, it was God's way of showing where he's always been and will never leave. Our history taught us as people bought us to God's word, we all must cleave. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me the words that our God said. My yoke is easy and my burden is light, so come and be not afraid. A people snatched from the motherland, then bought and sold as slaves? Yet this country pretends that it never happened or forgot how much we gave. A land that has grown so rich, so fat, many forced to forget their own names. Some still clueless of your origin, who and whose you are, a matter to be ashamed. Even when ancestors were despised and mistreated, they trust and believed in God. His word was misused to control and abuse, compelled many to work real hard. In 1962, took prayer out of schools, said we could engage in secret prayer. Someone should have known for the seed we had sown, God promised he'd meet us there. Today, the same God is alive and well, divinely protecting and still providing promised he'd be present from beginning to end so with us he's forever abiding his strength is made perfectly perfect in the midst of all our weakness just hold your peace let the lord fight your battle promise to reward quiet meekness so if no one invites the Lord to be with you in school, he is there with you in all you go through is the true and golden rule. Don't worry if the powers that be have negated your ancestors past because ours is so rich and thick that it stacks and sticks. Truth will always and forever last. Parents, friends, and family, teach your own as God's word does require. Remember the former things and lovingly share to keep our youth uplifted, encouraged, and inspired. Well, family, this is number 77 of Faith, Family, and Fundamentals with Fran. Just in case no one has told you, your history is rich and telling. You must pursue yourself of course, I mean your own history, who you are and from where you came. When you cannot answer that question definitively and with a strong semblance of accuracy, some from personal memories, true stories, and history from honest elders within your own family, you lose an important element of your own essence, a piece that exudes confidence, personal pride, and self-worth. God's word implores us to remember the former things. Now, some of those will be remembered. Some will have been learned from parents, grandparents, older family members. Thank God he allowed us to coexist for some time with members of our older generations. 
For some of us, he's still allowing us to coexist with older generations and other parcels of history. We are expected to learn from solid teaching, but someone, some people are working extra hard, even passing laws and giving governmental mandates to stop our young scholars from being exposed to such historical teachings. Through history, we can learn how past societies, systems, ideologies, governments, cultures, and technologies were built, how they operated, and how they have changed. We can take the same and answer queries, even making changes for the better, changes that will transition humanity and our entire world. Yes, history is powerful. And the most powerful know their history. All this knowledge forms and molds more well-rounded people and students who are better prepared to learn in all their academic subjects while absorbing wisdom and understanding from life's many lessons and blessings along the way. The same builds a stronger society of critical thinkers, problem solvers, and generations of individuals who embrace wisdom, the principal theme, with proper discernment of the value in honestly teaching our young true history, the good, the bad, and the ugly. You see, generational wealth beyond the material is deeply embedded within the wealth of knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. That is what has been, what currently is, and what is yet to come. Just as you can never outlive learning, you can never, ever outlive history. On a separate note, I am soliciting your prayers for the family of the former chief of staff, General Colin Powell, who died today at the age of 84, as he had complications related to COVID-19, in addition to a number of ongoing health issues. Historically, General Powell was a giant of a man, Secretary of State, a soldier, a statesman, and a trailblazer. Colin Powell rose to the highest reaches of the United States military, becoming a four-star general and later the country's first black secretary of state. He was raised in the Bronx, New York. Of course, every student, especially young black boys and girls and any student of an ethnic or minority group should be taught about General Colin Powell and his many outstanding accomplishments as he was the son of Jamaican immigrants but did not allow anything or anyone to prevent him from achieving his goals. In addition to being the first black Secretary of State, he was also the first black chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, the highest military position in the Department of Defense. He became the youngest officer to serve in this position. In the wise words of General Colin Powell, if you are going to achieve excellence in big things, you develop the habit in little matters. Please, please keep the Powell family in your prayers. God bless each of you.
Please don't forget to say something on my Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or LinkedIn page. You can listen to me on Amazon Music or YouTube. I welcome your questions, comments, critiques, and suggestions on topics you'd like to explore. Who knows, you might just end up being a guest on an upcoming broadcast. Remember, I'm just a regular girl navigating this diverse world. I'm looking forward to each of you. Until then, take care of yourself, each other, and stay blessed. The Faith, Family, and Fundamentals with Fran podcast is a production of the Castropolis Podcast Network. Log on to castropolis.net.